is Swiftlet, the Taylor Swift podcast with a literary twist. Today's episode is another edition of Exploring the Eras, this time focused on Swift's sophomore effort, Fearless. As always, I am your host, Peyton Edwards. Album Overview Taylor Swift followed up her debut album with the release of her second studio album, Fearless, on November 11, 2008. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart the week of November 29, 2008, and spent 11 weeks at the number one spot and spent a total of 261 weeks on the chart, which is roughly five years. The standard edition of the album contains 13 tracks, seven of which are self-written. Liz Rose was her primary collaborator on the album. She also worked with Hilary Lindsay on 15, Colby Calais on Breathe, and John Rich on The Way I Loved You. Swift co-produced the album along with Nathan Chapman, who produced her first album. Swift released Fearless Platinum Edition on September 10th, 2009. This version of the album included five new tracks and a piano version of Forever and Always. The tracks Jump Then Fall and The Other Side of the Door were written by Swift alone. She wrote Superstar and Come In With The Rain with Liz Rose. The track Untouchable is actually a cover of a Luna Halo song by the same name. Swift ended up changing the song so much that the group gave her a writing credit for it. Luna Halo's version sounds like this. Swift's take on it sounds like this. In the middle of the night when I'm in this dream It's like a million little stars spelling out your name You gotta come on, come on Say that we'll be together Come on, come on Little taste of heaven Swift promoted the album with appearances on talk and late night shows, performing at award shows, and the supporting tour. The album singles were Love Story, White Horse, You Belong With Me, Fifteen, and Fearless. All of the singles received music videos, with the video for Fearless being the tour video, and the tracks The Best Day and Change also had accompanying videos. Charts, Certifications, and Accolades The album's first single, Love Story, was released on September 15, 2008. It debuted on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart the week of September 27th, peaked at number one the week of November 22nd, and spent two weeks at the top spot and 12 weeks on the chart in all. It debuted on the Hot 100 chart the week of September 27th at number 16, peaked at four the week of January 17th, 2009, and spent 49 weeks on the chart in total. The second single, White Horse, was released December 8th, 2008. It debuted on the Hot Country Songs chart the week of December 13th, and peaked at number two the week of April 4th, 2009. The song spent a total of 20 weeks on the chart. It also appeared on the Hot 100, where it debuted at number 13 the week of November 29th, which was its highest position on the chart. It spent 22 weeks on the chart. You Belong With Me was released as a single on April 20th, 2009. It debuted on the Hot Country charts the week of May 2nd. It peaked at number 1 the week of August 22nd and stayed there for two weeks. The song spent 19 weeks on the chart in all. It debuted on the Hot 100 the week of November 22, 2008, peaked at number 2 the week of August 22, 2009, and spent 50 weeks on the chart. The track 15 was released as a single on August 31, 2009. It debuted on the Hot Country Songs chart the week of September 12, peaked at number 7 the week of December 12, and spent 15 weeks on the chart overall. It appeared on the Hot 100 the week of November 29, 2008, and peaked at 23 the week of December 19, 2009, 
spending 21 weeks on the chart. The final single, Fearless, was released January 4th, 2010. It debuted on the Hot Country Songs chart the week of January 2nd and peaked at number 10 the week of March 27th, spending 19 weeks in total on the chart. It debuted on the Hot 100 the week of November 1st, 2008 at number 9, which was its peak position on the chart. It spent 15 weeks on the chart. Once again, Swift demonstrated crossover appeal with the singles performing well on both the dedicated country chart and the broader Hot 100. In particular, the tracks Love Story and You Belong With Me performed best on the Hot 100 and have reached well beyond country audiences since their initial releases. Fearless was certified Diamond by the RIAA in December of 2017, meaning that there had been 10 million units sold. All of the singles were certified. Love Story was certified Platinum in October of 2009, Fearless was certified Platinum in October of 2012, 15 was certified two times Platinum in August of 2014, White Horse was certified two times Platinum in April of 2014, and You Belong With Me was certified seven times Platinum in January of 2015. Additionally, Hey Steven was certified Gold in April of 2014, Forever and Always was certified Platinum in July of 2018, Change was certified Gold in October of 2012, Breathe was certified Gold in September 2014, The Best Day was certified Gold in July 2018, Jump Then Fall was certified gold in November of 2011, and The Way I Loved You was certified gold in July of 2018. Since artists are responsible for updating their certifications with the RIAA, it makes sense that Swift has not updated the certifications for her first six albums and their singles, given the dispute over her masters and her versions of the albums existing. Between the years of 2009 and 2010, Swift received several awards for the album and its singles. At the very start of the era, on November 23, 2008, Swift won Favorite Country Female Artist at the American Music Awards. This is the first AMA I've ever won! <laughs> the special thing about the American Music Awards is that they're voted on by the fans, and also they're, they're really shiny, and... I just want to thank all the wonderful people who went out and bought my album this week and made it number one, and it is an honor... It's an honor that you even care about the songs that I write in my bedroom. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much this means to me. In April of 2009, Swift was the recipient of two awards from the Academy of Country Music. The first was the Crystal Milestone Award for being the best-selling artist across all genres, and it was presented to her by Reba McIntyre. Because you have just sold more albums than any other artist this year, and you've brought country music back to younger audience for all this and so much more. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the Academy is presenting you with this Crystal Milestone Award. Congratulations. so much. I, I did not think, I didn't know this was going to happen actually, so I want to thank, um, I want to thank Scott Borchetta and Big Machine Records for letting me be myself and write my own songs. And I want to thank my band and crew who go all, all over the world with us. And to the beautiful fans, to you guys who come out to my shows. I have absolutely fallen in love with you and I will never forget you, ever. Thank you so much. The second was for Album of the Year for Fearless, which she won both as an artist and producer. In September of 2009, Swift infamously won Best Female Video for You Belong With Me at the 24th Video Music Awards. 
During her Video of the Year speech, Beyoncé invited Swift on stage to finish up her speech from earlier in the evening. In November of 2009, Swift won four awards from the Country Music Association Awards. She won Music Video of the Year for Love Story, Female Vocalist of the Year, Album of the Year, and Entertainer of the Year. Later that month, Swift won five awards at the American Music Awards. She won Favorite Adult Contemporary Artist, Favorite Pop Rock Female, Favorite Country Album, Favorite Country Female Artist, and Artist of the Year. In January of 2010, Swift was nominated for eight Grammys and won four. She won the awards for Best Country Album for Fearless, Best Country Song for White Horse, Best Female Country Vocal Performance for White Horse, and Album of the Year for Fearless. All of these awards make Swift's second album the most awarded album in country music. Notable Performances and Tour To promote the album, Swift performed on various awards, talk, and late-night shows. At the 2008 American Music Awards, Swift performed White Horse with her band. The simple performance featured Swift sitting on an ornate couch up until the bridge, where she took to the center of the stage to finish up the song. She shortened the song's ending with this performance, closing it simply with... Cause I'm not your princess, this ain't a fairy tale. I'm gonna find someone someday who might actually treat me well. This is a big world. At the 2009 VMAs, Swift performed You Belong With Me right after her win. The first part of the performance, which took place on a train in the subway, was pre-recorded earlier in the day, while the second half of the performance that was in front of Radio City Music Hall was live. The performance featured a hallmark of a Swift performance, an outfit change. On January 10th, 2009, Swift made her first appearance on Saturday Night Live as a musical guest when actor Neil Patrick Harris hosted the show. She performed Love Story and Forever and Always on the broadcast. On November 7th, 2009, Swift returned to SNL, this time as both the host and musical guest. To open up the show, she performed a monologue song. In it, she referenced the subject matter of her works. I like writing songs about douchebags who cheat on me, but I'm not going to say that. In my monologue, I like writing their names into songs so they're ashamed to go in public, but I'm not going to say that. In my monologue. Her love life. You might think I'd bring up Joe, that guy who broke up with me on the phone, but I'm not going to mention him. In my monologue. Hey, Joe, I'm doing real well. Tonight I'm hosting SNL. In my monologue. La, la, la. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 la, la, la. And if you're wondering if I might be dating the werewolf from Twilight. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. In my monologue. La, 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 la. This is my musical monologue. And that infamous VMAs moment. You might be expecting me to say something bad about Kanye and how he ran up on the stage and ruined my VMA monologue. 
But there's nothing more to say Cause everything's okay I've got security lining the stage It's my SNL monologue If you're interested in watching Swift's episode, it is available on Peacock, Season 35, Episode 5, though her performances of You Belong With Me and Untouchable are not featured. Swift performed Forever and Always at the CMAs in a manner similar to that on her Fearless tour. It opens with Swift being interviewed about her songwriting and her name-checking of former flames before launching into the song. Your songs feel so personal, almost painfully honest. <laughs> Is it true that you actually name the names of some of the boys who have done you wrong in your songs? I may have done that a few times, possibly. <laughs> oh, now that's what you call some tough love, isn't it? Absolutely. But aren't you afraid that by writing those songs that you're going to scare off guys from dating you? Well, I guess in that situation, I just figure that if guys don't want me to write bad songs about them, then they shouldn't do bad things. The performance continues with the interview setup and includes Swift trouncing about the stage, her signature lean-back move, dramatic hair flips, and even the tossing of the red chair. During this era, Swift made her acting debut, though she made sure to keep her music close by. Swift played a character named Haley Jones in CSI Crime Scene Investigation Season 9's episode Turn Turn Turn. Swift released a remix of You're Not Sorry, which was featured in the show. The remix, like the episode, is interesting to say the least. The episode aired on March 5th, 2009, and if you're interested in watching it, both Hulu and Paramount Plus have the show available to watch. Swift makes a cameo as herself in the Hannah Montana movie, where she performs the song Crazier. She also contributed the song You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home to the film, which Cyrus sings. The film is available to stream on Disney+. Swift also starred in the 2010 film Valentine's Day, where she shared the screen with her then-boyfriend Taylor Lautner. Her song, Jump Then Fall, was used in the film's end credits, and she offered her previously written track, Today Was a Fairy Tale, to be used in the film as well. To support the album, Swift embarked on the Fearless tour. There were 118 dates spanning North America, England, Australia, and Japan. The tour started on April 23, 2009 in Evansville, Indiana, and ended on June 5, 2010 in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The artists Kelly Pickler, Gloriana, and Justin Bieber served as openers throughout the tour. Shows were filmed and released as a concert series called Journey to Fearless that aired on The Hub in October of 2010 before being released on DVD in October of 2011. It contains interviews with Swift and her mom, her dancers, her band, and her crew talking about the start of her career, the album's release, and the creation of the tour. For most of the shows, the setlist was made up of almost every single song off of the album, with the exceptions of Breathe and The Best Day. Swift opened the show with You Belong With Me and ended it with an encore performance of Should Have Said No. Swift's penchant for mashups and medleys of her songs was showcased on the Fearless Tour, where she performed a medley of You're Not Sorry and Justin Timberlake's What Goes Around Comes Around. Swift made frequent outfit changes between and during songs and had specific visuals and props for each track in order to bring her vision of the album to life. The classic songs Love Story and You Belong With Me have become staples in Swift's tour set lists. The only tour that You Belong With Me was not included on the setlist was the 1989 World Tour, 
and Love Story has been a part of all of her tour set lists since the Fearless tour. On the Eras tour, the Fearless set is the second set and features Fearless, You Belong With Me, and Love Story. This moment on tour honors the original era with Swift spinning about the stage in sparkly outfits and playing her bedazzled guitar. Track Analysis The album's opener is also the title track. Fearless is about a daydream of a perfect date. It sonically introduces the album as something that is not firmly rooted in country and hints toward some of the pop sounds heard elsewhere on the record. The intro gives the listener time to let their mind wander and get wrapped up in this daydream before Swift has even uttered a word. through Swift's abandonment of reservations. The bridge. climactic point in a picture-perfect film where everything falls into place for the main character. The fifth track, White Horse, sees Swift's expectations about love meeting reality. The production of the song matches Swift's emotions with it feeling more sorrowful compared to some of the other tracks on the album. Chastises herself with the lyrics. Stupid girl, I should have known, I should have known that I'm not a princess. This ain't a fairy tale. I'm not the one you'll sweep off her feet. Lead her up a stairwell to seen Hollywood. This is a small town. I was a dreamer before you went and let me die. These lyrics stand in stark contrast to the other fairy tale imagery that Swift had presented on the album and see her focusing on what happens in real life rather than daydreams or scripted films. On the bridge, she sings, And there you are on your knees, begging for forgiveness, begging for me, just like I always wanted, but I'm so once again demonstrating the difference between reality and her imagination, and when this fairy tale movie moment arrives, she doesn't follow the script and instead does what's best for herself. She twists the final chorus too. 
Cause I'm not your princess This ain't a fairy tale I'm gonna find someone someday Who might actually treat me well This is a big world That was a small town There in my rearview mirror Disappearing now And it's too late for you And your white horse Now it's too late for you And your white horse To catch me this switch sees her finding herself again and realizing that she deserves something better than what that partner was offering and still holding on to some hope that she will find the love that she deserves. The standard album's closer, Change, ends the album on a triumphant note. Throughout the track, she reassures that the efforts and tribulations that she and those supporting her faced were worthwhile. The switch from... final chorus feels powerful and celebratory. This track leaves listeners reveling in this joy that Swift is experiencing, her finally feeling like things have changed for the better for her. The track, The Way I Loved You, is incredibly Swiftian in nature. It tells a story of a relationship where her partner is perfect on paper, but something is lacking for her in the actual relationship. The production of the track reflects this restlessness through the steady buildup and burst. Includes some of Swift's favorite themes that have continued to appear across her discography. On the bridge, the production replicates those roller coaster rush feelings as it hooks back into the chorus. of Swift's unrestrained emotions influencing the track and assisting in the storytelling. Secret Messages Swift included secret messages for the album's standard tracks in the Platinum Edition 6 tracks. The messages are as follows. I loved you before I met you for Fearless. 
I cried while recording this for 15. Someday I'll find this for Love Story. Love and Theft for Hey Steven. All I ever wanted was the truth for White Horse. Love is blind so you couldn't see me for You Belong With Me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for Breathe. Guess I was fooled by your smile for Tell Me Why. She can have you for You're Not Sorry. We can't go back for the way I loved you. If you play these games, we're both going to lose for forever and always. God bless Andrea Swift for the best day. You made things change for me for change. Last summer was magical for Jump Then Fall. We always want what we can't reach for Untouchable. I still miss who I thought he was for the piano version of Forever and Always. I won't admit that I'd wish you'd come back for Come In With The Rain. I'll never tell for Superstar and what I was really thinking when I slammed the door for the other side of the door. Fearless, Taylor's version. On June 30th, 2019, news of Swift's masters being sold broke. Swift took to her Tumblr to explain her feelings on the news. She started the post off with a screenshot from a FaceTime call between Justin Bieber, Scooter Braun, and Kanye West, which he had posted on Instagram and captioned with, Taylor Swift, what up? Swift wrote of the image, quote, This is Scooter Braun bullying me on social media when I was at my lowest point. He's about to own all the music I've ever made, end quote. For the actual post, she wrote, quote, For years I asked, pleaded for a chance to own my own work. Instead, I was given an opportunity to sign back up to Big Machine Records and earn one album back at a time, one for every new one I turned in. I walked away because I knew once I signed that contract, Scott Borchetta would sell the label, thereby selling me in my future. I had to make the excruciating choice to leave behind my past. Music I wrote on my bedroom floor and videos I dreamed up and paid for from the money I earned playing in bars, then clubs, then arenas, then stadiums. Some fun facts about today's news. I learned about Scooter Braun's purchase of my masters as it was announced to the world. All I could think about was the incessant manipulative bullying I've received at his hands for years. Like when Kim Kardashian orchestrated an illegally recorded snippet of a phone call to be leaked and then Scooter got his two clients together to bully me online about it. See photo. Or when his client, Kanye West, organized a revenge porn music video which strips my body naked. Now Scooter has stripped me of my life's work that I wasn't given an opportunity to buy. Essentially, my musical legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who tried to dismantle it. This is my worst case scenario. This is what happens when you sign a deal at 15 to someone for whom the term loyalty is clearly just a contractual concept. And when that man says music has value, he means its value is beholden to men who had no part in creating it. When I left my masters in Scott's hands, I made peace with the fact that eventually he would sell them. Never in my worst nightmares did I imagine the buyer would be Scooter. Anytime Scott Borchetta has heard the words Scooter Braun escape my lips, it was when I was either crying or trying not to. He knew what he was doing. They both did. Controlling a woman who didn't want to be associated with them. In perpetuity. That means forever. Thankfully, I am now signed to a label that believes I should own anything I create. Thankfully, I left my past in Scott's hands and not my future. And hopefully, young artists or kids with musical dreams will read this and learn about how to better protect themselves in a negotiation. You deserve to own the art you make. I will always be proud of my past work. But for a healthier option, Lover will be out August 23rd. Sad and grossed out, Taylor. End quote. During Lover promo later that summer, Swift appeared on Good Morning America the day before the album's release for a concert in Central Park. Swift spoke to Robin Roberts about her upcoming plans regarding her back catalog. 
I mean, one thing about this album that's really special to me is that it's the first one that I will own of my work. Which is a concept that they're very supportive yeah, right, of. Right, right. You know, you know I, 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 I was going to wait to ask you about that, but since you went there, this is something that is very important to you. And you've also said that you're planning on re-recording some of your music. Is that true? Wait a minute. Are you going to do that? Yeah, that's true, and it's something that I'm very excited about doing because my contract says that starting November 2020, so next year, I can record albums one through five all over again, so. And you'll do that. I'm very excited about it because. Why is this so important to you? Because I just think that, I think that artists deserve to own their work. I just feel very passionately about that. Yeah. And you can see that they do as well so you'll be doing that soon so soon you be, will be doing the re-recording yeah it's next year it's really it's right around the corner i'm gonna be busy i'm really excited and i love that you have the support so thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing that and you can tell how passionate you are about that that sunday cbs aired swift's conversation with tracy smith where she once again talked about the events surrounding her masters which brings us to scooter braun <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Earlier this summer, Scooter Braun, a talent agent with whom Swift says she has a contentious relationship, acquired the rights to her previous recordings, her masters, when his company bought Scott Borchetta's Big Machine label group for a reported $300 million. Borchetta, who worked with Swift for years, says she and those close to her, including her dad, who was an investor, knew about the deal in advance, and that Swift had previously been offered the chance to buy her own masters. She remembers it differently. And so you, you didn't see it coming? No. So how did you find out? I found out when it was online, like when it hit the news. Nobody in your inner circle Nobody knew. knew. And you didn't smell it? No. I knew he would sell my music. I knew he would do that. I couldn't believe who he sold it to because we've had endless conversations about Scooter Braun and he has 300 million reasons to conveniently forget those conversations. Now, could you re-record? Oh yeah. Might you do that? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a plan? Yeah, absolutely. On November 16th, 2020, it had come out that Swift's masters had been sold again. Fans had hoped that Swift had been given the chance to purchase her back catalog. Swift took to social media to address the news, writing, quote, I wanted to check in and update you guys. As you know, for the past year, I've been actively trying to regain ownership of my master recordings. With that goal in mind, my team attempted to enter into negotiations with Scooter Braun. Scooter's team wanted me to sign an ironclad NDA stating I would never say another word about Scooter Braun unless it was positive, before we could even look at the financial records of Big Machine Label Group, which is always the first step in a purchase of this nature. So, I would have had to sign a document that would silence me forever before I could even have a chance to bid on my own work. My legal team said that this is absolutely not normal, and that I've never seen an NDA like this presented unless it was to silence an assault accuser by paying them off. He would never even quote my team a price. These master recordings were not for sale to me. A few weeks ago, my team received a letter from a private equity company called Shamrock Holdings, letting us know that they had bought 100% of my music, videos, and album art from Scooter Braun. 
This was the second time my music had been sold without my knowledge. The letter told me that they wanted to reach out before the sale to let me know, but that Scooter Braun had required that they make no contact with me or my team, or the deal would be off. As soon as we started communication with Shamrock, I learned that under their terms, Scooter Braun will continue to profit off my old music catalog for many years. I was hopeful and open to the possibility of a partnership with Shamrock, but Scooter's participation is a non-starter for me. I have recently begun re-recording my older music, and it has already proven to be both exciting and creatively fulfilling. I have plenty of surprises in store. I want to thank you guys for supporting me through this ongoing saga, and I can't wait for you to hear what I've been dreaming up. I love you guys, and I'm just going to keep cruising, as they say. Taylor. End quote. She also included a letter she sent to Shamrock on October 28th and closed it out by writing, quote, I feel the need to be very transparent with you. I will be going forward with my original re-recording schedule, and I will be embarking on that effort soon. I know this will diminish the value of my old masters, but I hope you will understand that this is my only way of regaining the sense of pride I once had when hearing songs from my first six albums, and also allowing my fans to listen to those albums without feelings of guilt for benefiting Scooter. End quote. It wasn't long until fans got a glimpse at the re-recordings. On December 2nd, 2020, Swift tweeted, quote, Okay, so while my new re-records are not done, my friend Ryan Reynolds asked me if he could use a snippet of one for a lulesome commercial he wrote, so here's a sneak peek of Love Story, working hard to get the music to you soon. End quote. Then on February 11th, 2021, Swift shared some exciting news with fans on Good Morning America. Good morning, America. It's Taylor. I'm so excited to share with you that tonight at midnight, I'll be putting out my version of my song Love Story, which was originally on my album Fearless. I've now finished re-recording all of Fearless, which will be coming out soon. My version of Fearless will have 26 songs on it because I've decided to add songs from the vault, which are songs that almost made the original Fearless album, but I've now gone back and recorded those so that everyone will be able to hear not only the songs that made the album, but the songs that almost made it. The full picture. In her announcement post on her social media channels, Swift brought back a hallmark of the original era by embedding the re-recording's release date in capital letters scattered throughout the post. Her version of Love Story debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart the week of February 27, 2021, and spent a total of 15 weeks on the chart. On March 24th, Swift announced that she would be releasing You All Over Me featuring Marin Morris as the first From the Vault song off of Fearless Taylor's version that Friday. On April 2nd, she posted the Vault video that featured the album's Vault tracks and features mixed up, which fans quickly decoded, like, in 20 minutes quick. On April 7th, she surprise-released Mr. Perfectly Fine, giving fans an even bigger glimpse into the Fearless Vault. To tease the album even more, the day before the album's release, Swift sent snippets of the tracks to different social media sites and even had Conan Gray and Olivia Rodrigo preview her version of You Belong With Me by recreating the iconic music video. Her version of Fearless debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart the week of April 24th and sat at the top spot for two weeks and has spent 137 weeks on the chart, meaning it has stayed on the chart since its release. Her version of Fearless includes the standard album's 13 tracks, the Platinum Edition's 6 tracks, Today Was a Fairy Tale, and 6 From the Vault songs. Before the start of her Eras tour, Swift released some more From the Vault songs and moved If This Was a Movie from Speak Now to her version of Fearless. In a statement released by Republic Records on behalf of Swift, they commented on the awards eligibility of the re-recording. Quote, after careful consideration, Taylor Swift will not be submitting Fearless Taylor's version in any category at this year's upcoming Grammy and CMA Awards. 
Fearless has already won four Grammys, including Album of the Year, as well as the CMA Award for Album of the Year in 2009-2010, and remains the most awarded country album of all time. End quote. With the re-recording, time has proven beneficial as Swift's vocals have matured and technology has improved, allowing all production elements to shine in a way they hadn't on the original release. Swift's second album was successful on its initial release, and the re-recording has also seen success. The album is an ode to teenage life, letting all of the complicated and contradictory feelings and experiences exist unabashedly. It clearly resonated with listeners in 2008 and again in 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of Swiftlet. This episode was written and edited by me, Peyton Edwards. I hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, please rate, review, follow, and share this podcast. You know, all of that good stuff. You can connect with me on Instagram and the site formerly known as Twitter at Swiftlet Podcast. I'll see you for next week's episode.